0: Life gets busy. Has 10 lessons for a post-pandemic world been sitting on your reading list? Learn the key insights now. We're scratching the surface here. If you don't already have the book, get the audiobook for free using the link in the description or the app to learn the juicy details. Disclaimer. This is an unofficial summary and analysis. Story shot Summary and Analysis of 10 Lessons for a Post-Pandemic World, by Fareed Zakaria About Fareed Zakaria Fareed Zakaria is an Indian-American journalist, political commentator, and author. He is the host of CNN's Fareed Zakaria GPS and writes a weekly column for The Washington Post. He has been a columnist for Newsweek editor of Newsweek International, and an editor at Large of Time. He is the author of multiple books, including The Post-American World and In Defense of a Liberal Education. Several of his books have been New York bestsellers, and he has also won the National Magazine Award. Zakaria has a PhD in government from Harvard University, and he was born in India. He won the India Abroad Person of the Year in 2008, and he holds honorary degrees from multiple universities, including the University of Miami, Johns Hopkins University, and more. Introduction 10 Lessons for a Post-Pandemic World foresees the nature of a post-pandemic world. It considers the political, social, technological, and economic consequences that may take years to unfold. In his 10 lessons, Farid Zakaria invites us to think about how we are truly social animals with community and cooperation embedded in our nature. He also concludes by considering the degree to which nothing is written, and the future is truly in our own hands. Story shot number one. The first lesson is to buckle up. Technology has advanced considerably over the last few decades. However, instead of stopping and thinking about how we can keep ourselves safe, we have just continued to expand. Zakaria describes this as humans having built the fastest sports car ever imaginable. However, we are driving it into the unknown with no seatbelts on. We haven't equipped any airbags, and we haven't purchased any insurance. Driving this sports car makes us feel innovative, modern, and powerful, but we do experience crashes along the way. Crucially, these crashes are getting worse with time. Despite these crashes, we still haven't stopped to consider the safety precautions we require. Instead, we simply pull the vehicle over, tune up the suspension, and fix the engine. We continue to make our cars faster and faster, and yet we allow ourselves to be left in more profound danger. Zakaria believes the pandemic is an example of a massive crash. We should not continue our unsustainable expansion after the pandemic. Instead, we should use this as an opportunity to contemplate the safety precautions we need to implement. We need to buckle up. Outbreaks are inevitable, but pandemics are optional. Larry Brilliant, quoted by Fareed Zakaria. Story shot number two The second lesson is to improve the quality of government. America wrongly believed it was too powerful to ever collapse financially and politically. However, the pandemic has proven us all wrong. Many people have started to associate COVID-19 with political polarization and economic dysfunction, with businesses in turmoil and major debates on both sides about the best way to handle the situation. America may remain the most powerful nation for military personnel, but this all means nothing if the lives of America's average citizens are in danger. America is becoming more inward-looking and obsessed with being patriotic. In doing so, it is missing out on the opportunity to influence world politics and stand at the forefront of innovation. Most of the world has regarded America as a beacon of knowledge for many years. However, post-pandemic, America now needs to learn from the rest of the world. Specifically, America needs to improve the quality of its government and incorporate political stability so that it can protect its citizens and safeguard their quality of life. Story shot number three. The third lesson is that markets do not dictate happiness. You could choose to live in either America or Denmark. In high tax Denmark, your disposable income after taxes and transfers would be around $15,000 lower than in the States. But in return for your higher tax bill, you would get universal health care, one with better outcomes than in the US, free education right up through the best graduate schools worker retraining programs on which the state spends 17 times more as a percentage of GDP than what is spent in America, as well as high-quality infrastructure, mass transit, and many beautiful public parks and other spaces. Danes also enjoy some 550 more hours of leisure time a year than Americans do. If the choice were put this way, you can take the extra $15,000 but have to work longer hours take fewer vacation days, and fend for yourself on healthcare, education, retraining, and transport, I think most Americans would choose the Danish model. Fareed Zakaria Zakaria accepts that markets with appropriate regulations ensure a relatively level playing field. However, the market performing well does not mean that society is performing well. At the moment in America, science technology, and education are all lacking crucial funding. Therefore, Zakaria suggests America needs to take a leaf out of the Nordic country's economic policies. This is the only way that America can continue to compete with the technological innovation and economic development witnessed worldwide. Specifically, America should continue to accept the importance of markets and understand that specific fields require more support. buffers. And supplements. This does not mean we should adopt a carbon copy of Denmark's economic policies. Instead, America needs to adopt some of these foundations and apply them to America's reality. Story shot Number 4 The fourth lesson is that experts and people need to develop mutual respect. The pandemic and recent American elections have highlighted that people are starting to trust experts less. Part of the problem is that experts have become an elite group who develop power and authority based on their knowledge. Certain countries have pushed back against this elitism, including America and Brazil. This has resulted in governments that are built on celebrations of ignorance, rather than knowledge, which form policies based on populism, rather than facts. America and Brazil's tragic COVID-19 responses show that rejecting experts and their opinions does not produce good results. However, the responsibility also lies with the experts. Experts must learn to connect with people and avoid remaining in an elitist bubble. The most destructive thinking is the belief that your success makes you superior in your society. After all, in democracies at least. The wishes of the population are the ultimate source of authority. Story shot Number 5 The fifth lesson is that the digital world is here to stay. The movement to digital is fast and broad and real. But perhaps one of its deepest consequences will be to make us cherish the things in us that are most humans. Fareed Zakaria The pandemic pushed us closer to our technology and has encouraged people to consider the possibility of us becoming completely reliant on computers and artificial intelligence. However, Zakaria argues that we are already practically at this point. A phone in our pocket has greater access to information than any person could possess, and it can solve complex tasks in nanoseconds. Many of our systems are utterly dependent on technology. Despite this, Zakaria doesn't believe we are at a stage where we mistake our technology for our friends. Instead, technology has the potential to make us value our human companions even more. The pandemic has highlighted that humans are more than problem-solvers. Humans are brave, loyal, generous, faithful, and loving. At the moment, technology is none of these things. Story shot Number Six The Sixth Lesson Is That We Are Social Animals Aristotle famously described humans as social animals. As humans, we built cities so that we could socialize and help each other. Nearly every important movement in history, whether economic, social, or political, began in cities, where the individuals responsible could organize and gather to become a force for change. Even though our cities have reached a standstill due to lockdown, the human hardwiring to socialize will always remain. The lockdown has brought out many people's tendencies to participate in and collaborate with something bigger than themselves, pulling together communities and inspiring socialization and cooperation among neighbors. We have seen enormous acts of generosity, kindness, and empathy. We need this connectivity to remain after the pandemic. Story shot Number 7 The seventh lesson is that inequality will get worse. The COVID-19 pandemic has highlighted inequality within our society, and in some areas, it has decreased it. The most obvious way in which inequality has narrowed is between the healthy and the ill. Many people who were used to being healthy all the time have crossed the divide and experienced severe illness. Subsequently, many people have changed their views of individuals who are often ill, forming a better understanding of illness and increasing empathy in society as a whole. However, pandemics generally make other inequalities more significant. For example... The COVID-19 pandemic has highlighted and reinforced the disparity between the rich and poor. Many who could not afford to stop working have been unable to isolate themselves, even if they are considered at risk. The wealthier members of society have the luxury of isolating themselves properly and in better conditions. Their working conditions are also likely to be pleasanter, with more work-from-home spaces and better equipment available it is highly likely we will have another pandemic in our lifetimes. Therefore, we need to learn how to keep everyone safe, including those who are poor, during a future pandemic. This should remind us to value the many people whose jobs do not generate huge incomes but are worthwhile, essential, even noble, from scholars and teachers to janitors and street cleaners. The market may not reward them, but we should respect them. Farid Zakaria Story Shot number 8 The eighth lesson is that globalization is not dead The new age of technology has connected all the world and created mass globalization We are more interconnected than ever before and our economies heavily depend upon other economies Although many countries talk of deglobalization and improved self-sufficiency there are many areas where this isn't currently feasible. Although the COVID-19 pandemic has had major impacts on trade and will continue to do so, it's unlikely that it will end globalization. However, Zakaria highlights that hard-edged Realpolitik is still lurking. With the rise of China and growing tensions with America, a conflict could be around the corner. Therefore, Although globalization has offered fantastic opportunities, it has the potential to create conflict based on economics. Story shot number 9 The ninth lesson is that the world is becoming bipolar. The US-China battle is a form of bipolarity. The two countries are different in many ways, and the sense of division is increasing as both countries strive for trade, technological and political dominance, and China challenges the US for power. The US's decline on the global stage has caused many forms of tension and its poor approach to the COVID-19 pandemic increased these problems. Some experts are concerned about the potential for another Cold War. We can see this same bipolarity across large parts of the world in various contexts. For example. The political divide between the right and left is becoming starker in America and parts of Europe. Zakaria believes this bipolarity is inevitable. However, we can decide whether these differences in opinion lead to violence. This will require collaboration from the whole world, not just China and the US. Story shot Number 10 The tenth lesson is that liberalism is idealist. The movement worldwide toward liberalism has improved the lives of more people than any previous system. Zakaria believes the success of liberalism is not due to the expectation that the world will one day be perfect. Instead, liberalism is underpinned by idealism. Liberalism is simple and practical. If people cooperate then they will achieve better outcomes and more durable solutions than if they act alone. If nations can avoid war, their citizens will live longer, richer, and more secure lives. If they become intertwined economically, they can elevate the quality of life for all their citizens. Although the connectedness of many countries allowed the pandemic to spread, the connectivity and ability to problem-solve at a global level had a far bigger impact. Our capacity to distribute test kits, share medical knowledge, and develop solutions together saved countless lives. We need to further develop these collaborative techniques and lean away from isolation and nationalism to combat future global threats. Final Summary 10 Lessons for a Post Pandemic World aims to explore how the world could evolve and which problems we need to focus on resolving before we get back in the race car. The pandemic has highlighted many of the existing divides between people, whether those are medical, economic, social or political. The world is becoming more bipolar, but we can challenge this by minimizing the inequalities and seeking areas of common ground and scope for cooperation. For example, we can use our social nature to connect more on a global level through the advancement of technology. Hopefully. This allows individuals and experts to develop mutual respect, allowing societies to tap into the knowledge that experts can offer. Rating We rate this book 4.3 out of 5.